Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good evening, dummies. Episode 164, Monday, June 7, 7.48 p.m. Had a great weekend. Well, it wasn't a great weekend. The Colorado Avalanche lost both games in Vegas. And, you know, Avs Nation is jumping off the ship. I'm one of them. I'm like, I'm burning my jerseys. I'm done. I'm off the vessel. I'll find a new team next year. After 35 years, I'm off the ship. I'm sick and tired of it. Of course, today is a new day. This is Stanley Cup. Uh, the one thing about round two, the most consistent result you always get is 2-2 after four games. And then it becomes a three-game series. It's just synonymous with the second round. One of the toughest, obviously, is the finals. But this year it's going to be different. This is going to be a tough series. And if the Avs can address it, I, I, listen, they have bad games. They've had bad games all year, and they rebound. They've lost three times, uh, I believe, once all year. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping. I hope you're hoping, too. And you better hope harder, damn it. Two losses in a row. We got shut down. We got obliterated. It looked horrible. Horrible. Even though we had a chance to win game three, we lost it in the last five minutes. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, what are we talking about tonight? It's going to be a good show. It's going to be, I think, probably one of the best we've done. And the reason why is because it's all about hot topics. Everyone's been on and seen the Dr. Fauci uh, little meme that I did where it says, hashtag fire Dr. Fauci. Now, I didn't come up with hashtag fire Dr. Fauci, but I thought the image was cool. It's doing pretty well. It's about 4,000 likes, and that's good enough for government work. The real reason Dr. Fucky needs to fuck you off. We'll be going over that tonight, and really, what he's been wrong about, because everyone talks about how he is just this amazing human being, and the Democrats love him, and everything he says is is laced in 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 in, in writings of scripture and holiness and the Dalai Lama of doctors, when honestly, he's full of shit as a Christmas goose. Janie lost her gun. Great song by Aerosmith. Also funny and not another teen movie. Janie Briggs got a gun. Janie Briggs got a gun. Everyone get down. No, not another teen movie. Anyway, watch it. It's funny. It's funny. It's good stuff. We'll talk about the AR-15, the dreaded military-grade superpower Slightly below the Moab nuclear weapon, AR-15, which is really a varmint rifle, but we'll talk about it anyway in detail. And lastly, Long Duck Hong Kong. Everyone remember 16 Candles? Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Hong Kong. Tiananmen Square, the anniversary. And it's interesting that we have something very similar in what is considered China now after it left British rule, another form of Tiananmen Square happening and people fighting for their freedoms. It should be a good show tonight. Very interesting. Hopefully you learn something. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, told the president, this morning three Brazilians were killed by COVID-19. Joe Biden's face went 
eggshell white with shock. The blood drained from his face, and to everyone's amazement, he collapsed on the floor and looked deader than usual. Minutes passed, and to everyone's relief, President Biden got up shakily and then sat back on his, back on his chair. His staff was nothing less than stunned at this display of open emotion from their president, nervously watching as he sits, head in hands, waiting for him to faint again. Finally, President Biden looks up and with a shaky, quivering voice, asks Dr. Fauci, how many people is a Brazilian? Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Day 16 and no word from my stalker. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling unloved, but alas... I'm sure they'll say, well, you blocked me. Oh, well, there's other ways. I have an email. I have a website. I have places I didn't block you. You just gave up. You're a quitter. You're a quitter. What type of stalker is a quitter? I mean, that's the whole point of being a stalker. You're supposed to stalk me until one of us is dead or in jail. I don't know. Why am I egging it on? Well, because this person is a provincial putz, and I'm really about as intimidated by them as I would be Pee Wee Herman. Not Pee Wee Herman in Big Top, because he was pretty clever. I'm talking Pee Wee Herman in the movie theater type guy. You know, that loner and completely disheveled from life and has to watch porno films in the theater and can't just get a VHS tape like the rest of us. Or DVD, or now digital, which is much easier. Folks, if you want to know about porn, this is not the show for you. Who am I? My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. If you don't know who my stalker is, well, then you need to get caught up on episodes. There's only about a 100 and some odd of them, so good luck. Let me know how it goes. You can listen to me on the way to work, jogging, in the shower, or if you're like Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. Whatever you want to do, my voice is at your disposal. Where can you find me? Well, you can find me on my social media sites. Don't unfriend me or at don't unfriend me on YouTube and Instagram and at don't unfriend me host on Facebook and anchor, which has all my podcasts. Why are there two different ones? Well, because somebody had don't unfriend me, which is ridiculous, but they did and got to it before I did. Well, I guess when you have a billion some odd users, you're not as creative, creative as you think the website don'tunfriendme.com. You can go there. You can get my catalog that we were talking about, all my videos and blogs and all that other stuff for your entertainment and disposal. Let's get into it tonight. It's already going to be a long one. We know that. Janie lost her gun. Now, everyone knows that I'm from California. No, I'm not a lefty. I was there when Ronald Reagan was president, and I left. And I left because my father uh, wanted to move to Colorado. Didn't ask the family if we wanted to, just decided to go to Colorado. Probably a good thing, considering I was about ready to be expelled from the California school district. We don't need to go into why. Just understand I wasn't a prolific student. So we go to Colorado and all that other stuff. What's my point? My point is, is that something happened between my service in the military, my time in Colorado and Wyoming and Arizona and blah, 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 blah. California became California. And everyone has heard me talk about California before. And the last time I was there, I worked for Apple and I enjoyed it. I loved California. We were at Disneyland all the time, went to the beach. We hung out in Bakersfield with our cousins. And then something happened. Newsom 
And it's interesting. Jerry Brown was bad enough, but honestly, Jerry didn't have the gumption that Newsom did. Newsom just does whatever the hell he wants. By the way, recall Gavin Newsom. But California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom has lashed out. And this is incredible for a person who says it's all about law and order. But he lashed out at a federal judge on Saturday after the judge ruled late on Friday night that California's far left assault weapons ban was unconstitutional and violated the Second Amendment. Thank God there is a few, few snippets of intelligent life left in California. As the son of a judge, I grew up with deep respect for the judicial process and the importance of a judge's ability to make impartial fact-based rulings. Well, then why are you opening your mouth, Gavin? Well, because he can't help himself, because he believes the AR-15 is from Satan, if he had any religion and believed in God. But the fact that this judge compared the AR-15, a weapon of war that's used on the battlefield, actually, there is nobody on the planet who uses the AR-15 on the battlefield. I will absolutely blow that the fuck up in just a few minutes. To a Swiss army knife completely undermines the credibility of this decision. Actually, you really can't use the AR-15 for anything more than a rifle and fix a bayonet just because it has a bunch of accessories really doesn't make it uh, uh, a Swiss army knife. Swiss army knife has multiple purposes. That's what it does. You can clip your toenails. You have a toothpick, you have a nail file and MacGyver uses it to stop nuclear meltdowns with some duct tape and a candy bar. But the AR 15 is just supported by accessories to do its number one mission, which honestly is at a two, two, three to hunt varmints. We'll talk about that. And then a higher caliber with a 5.56 does become a deadly weapon. And all weapons are deadly, whether it be a screwdriver, a knife, or C4, or Moab, or Gavin Newsom's hair. My God, the toxicity level. Change your oil up there once in a while. Decision, and is a slap in the face to the families who've lost loved ones to this weapon. How many people have lost loved ones to an AR-15? Well, it is a microcosm of the amount of people who are killed by guns. In fact, more people are killed by handguns by almost like 75 to 1. The AR-15 is not the culprit. However, Gavin Newsom, because he respects judges in the law, we're not backing down from this fight and we'll continue pushing for common sense gun laws that will save lives. Well, he just told you it wasn't common sense. That's the problem is it goes against the Second Amendment. And I'm sorry, but that isn't common sense. The fucking AR-15 is not a weapon of war. AR does not stand for assault rifle or automatic rifle or awesome Rifle of destruction times 15. It's not a weapon of war. And it is not used on the battlefield as Newsom has falsely claimed. The AR-15 is the civilian version of the rifle that the U.S. military uses. The M4. M4 is able to fire in a fully automatic mode. Whereas the AR-15 is not. It's a semi-automatic. Pull the trigger and it goes. Newsom, who is facing a likely recall election this summer over his controversial handling of the coronavirus pandemic, also tweeted about the ruling multiple times and included links to left-wing news sites. Judge Roger T. Benetez of the Southern District of California ruled against the state's extreme assault weapons ban late on Friday evening. The banned assault weapons, quote, are not bazookas, howitzers, or machine guns, Benitez wrote. Those arms are dangerous and solely useful for military purposes. Instead, the firearms deemed assault weapons are fairly ordinary, popular modernistic rifles. 
Quote, one is to be forgiven if one is persuaded by news media and others that the nation nation is awash with murderous AR-15 assault rifles. The facts, however, do not support this hyperbole. And facts matter. I love this guy. Who is he? Benitez continued, do you think he's Hispanic? I don't know. Maybe he's Polish. Federal Bureau of Investigation, also known as the FBI or the FIB, Murder statistics do not track assault rifles, but they do show that killing by knife attack is far more common than murder by any kind of rifle. In California, murder by knife occurs seven times more often than murder by rifle. For example, according to FBI statistics for 2019, California saw 252 people murdered with a knife, while 34 were killed with some type of rifle, not necessarily an AR-15. A California in California, a three you are three times more likely to be murdered by an attacker's bare hands, fists, or feet than by his rifle. In 2018, the statistics were even more lopsided as California saw only, saw only 24 murders by some type of rifle. The same pattern can be observed across the nation. Benitez said that the case was about what should be a muscular constitutional right and whether a state can force a gun policy choice that infringes on that right with a 30-year-old failed experiment. Government is not free to impose its own policy choices on American citizens where constitutional rights are concerned, Benitez wrote. California may certainly convince and conceive of a policy that a modern rifle is dangerous to its followers in the hands of a criminal, criminal and that, therefore, it is good public policy to keep modern rifles out of the hands of every citizen. Benitez continued, the Second Amendment stands as a shield from government imposition of that policy. There is only one policy enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Guns and ammunition in the hands of criminals, tyrants, and terrorists are dangerous. Guns in the hands of law-abiding responsible citizens are better. To give full life to the core right of self-defense, every law-abiding responsible individual citizen has a constitutionally protected right to keep and bear firearms commonly owned and kept for lawful purposes. Here's my take. AR-15 was not designed to be a military firearm ever. When they started Armalite, which is the name of the company for AR, it's not assault rifle or awesome rifle of 15 times destruction, it's Armalite. They were developing and building survival rifles for the Army Air Corps. Does everyone know what the Army Air Corps was? Well, the Army used to have the Air Force called the Army Air Corps. There was no Air Force, and then it split. They have multiple missions in different theaters, and therefore they needed two different branches. The point is, helicopters were going to go to the Army and then fixed wing aircraft. Okay, whatever. We don't need to do this. And other branches, they developed many different firearms, And the AR-10 and the AR-15 barely got a glimpse of military gluttony. But Armalite was selling AR-10 and AR-15 as lightweight, corrosion-resistant ranch rifles. My grandfather had articles about them all over. He bashed them and the M4 and the M16 repeatedly and says they were pieces of shit. That action lever Winchester was the only weapon a man needed. They were developed in 1954. The AR-15 was a light varmint caliber firearm that fit well in a saddle or scabbard. The 223 cartridge was ideal for coyotes, prairie dogs, snakes, etc. Then, as information from the Korean conflict was deciphered and analyzed, there was one military planner that figured out a few things. X number of bullets and the objective is one. 
There became an algorithm developed. Now the military also noted there were not any big, strong farm boys signing up or getting drafted. Recruits with lower strength and body weight and less hard work ethic also started hurting effectiveness. So to carry more ammo on less able recruits and also use less troops to take objectives, they needed less weight or way to get more ammo to a hill. So the military types had certain standards for weapon procurement. And lighter ammo had been tried going from 30 6 to 308. Kind of like when pistols went from 38 to 45. What it takes to get it done. So several makers submitted firearms. And according to my military context and history of buddies who've done this for longer than I've been alive, 23 were submitted. 18 of those rifles were told to pound sand, and the other five were sent back. The AR-15 held promise but needed serious upgrades to meet military status and receive military nomenclature. Now, do the AR-10 and the AR-15 all look similar to the M4, M16, but do not meet military specifications? The answer is yes. The 223 varmint round was too weak. The bullet was structured to kill animals or other small pests. Thus came the 5.56 or the 5.56 NATO round. Considering its upgrade in power, it's not safe for 223 firearms. All in all, the government wrote well over 1,000 updates, upgrades, and wholesale changes before next trial started. Now our current ARs, military spec in some respects, but the select fire isn't available. Nor were other aspects, but the fact is that the M4 and the M16, an appropriate glory run and errand, about $2,800 per with proper nomenclature, and get about $1,200 to $2,000 in gear added to the, to the floating the bill, these numbers are a single copy issue. If you buy 100000 at time, costs may go down, but what you have to add to this rival to make it even remotely military worthy isn't cost effective, which is why it's never used. And while parts may interchange, the $349 DPMS, which is another version, from an AR local gun shop, it has similar controls, can accept surplus magazines, it would not pass muster in an inspection, or under combat conditions either. It doesn't just have to be called Armalite, just because it looks like it doesn't mean it is. Think about this. I have a model 700 bolt action 30-06 rifle. Looks and handles much like an M1903 Springfield that the U.S. military used to issue. The M1 Garand are military weapons in which some respects much higher in power than a lowly M16, and they get surplus sold into civilian hands all the time. Claiming an AR-15 is a military firearm is pure bullshit. Yeah, it looks like one. Wah. A military bus looks the same as a civilian bus. So what? It doesn't make it any more deadly when it runs over you. The issue all along is not firearms. Any fool knows firearms require proper handling and care. If we used it looks like a military weapon, then after a war, anything pressed into service would be made illegal. I would put an AR-15 on a table and an M-16 on another, and let's sit behind a one-way mirror, and let's do it for the next hundred years and see which one kills more people. The answer is zero, because the gun will never shoot anyone. The only lethal weapon in a mass killing spree isn't the fucking gun. It's the mentally unstable person utilizing any weapon. Democrats and others like you want to ban inanimate objects. How about we start punishing people who do wrong? In Sandy Hook, Adam Lanza should have been in a mental fucking facility. Colorado shooter in Aurora should have been on NICS system. If so, never he would have been able to buy firearms. 
the South Texas church shooter. Again, failure of the NICS and the military judicial system, not getting him into that system. Never would have been able to purchase if properly reported, much like the over 4,000 others found when looking into his past. Parkland, Florida shooting. You can thank President Obama for that piece of fucking craptastic legal subterfuge and his infinite wisdom to fix the statistics if troubled you be kicked out of schools to make attendance numbers better got this asshat left in school instead of kicking him to the curb out of regular schools and placed in a school that could deal with his mental issues and get him away from the bullies that drove him over the edge. My conclusion is that up until people fix the in-charge and the implementation of these laws and proper performance of the NICS system, proper law enforcement application of currently in-place laws, stop trying to start banning firearms. Because once you ban one, the next will come easier. If you think it doesn't start with one gun, then ask that 20 years ago when books began making the ban list. Now it is multi-billion social media conglomerates that have billions of users and censoring them on a mass scale. Despite a government ban on the annual event to commemorate the lives lost in 1989 during the Tiananmen Square massacre, hundreds of people in Hong Kong still gathered to pay their respects. And these are people without firearms, and these are people without guns. You remember the photos of them standing in the tank, it's, uh, standing in front of the tank. I've got a picture of it on the cover. Last year, Hong Kong authorities banned the yearly vigil held at Victoria's Park for the first time. As the New York Times reported at the time, the order cited the need to enforce social distancing rules to prevent the spread of the coronavirus as justification for the ban. Bullshit! The move came last summer as the Chinese Communist government took action to impose new security laws on Hong Kong that critics decreed at the time as the end of Hong Kong. Well, that happened 20 some odd years ago when China took over rule again. Hong Kong police banned the vigil again this year, allegedly because of coronavirus social distancing restrictions, even though, as the Associated Press reported, there have been no local cases in the semi-autonomous Chinese city for about six weeks. Wow. I wonder if they're getting their foreign policy from the United States of America. Doesn't that really just make you freaking feel awesome that we have policy that's completely in line with communist fucking socialist China? Go Joe Biden. Law enforcement shut down parts of Victoria Park where people have gathered to pay their respects in the past and told people not to gather in unauthorized assembles excuse me, assemblies, which is illegal with punishment of up to five years imprisonment. Five years if you peacefully assemble, can you imagine how many Black Lives Matter would be in the freaking jail cell for five? Can you believe that? You just heard two amazing things about America that should have you kissing the soil, but still you burn the flag. Still you make up phony stats about the police hunting black youth. Maybe we should be happy about living here. Or maybe we should send everyone over to China for a while and let them experience it. I've been there. It sucks. Hundreds of people still came together on Friday night, however, to walk near the park. The June 4th, 1989 clash between demonstrators and the Chinese military resulted in hundreds and potentially thousands of protester deaths. We will never know how many. China's ruling Communist Party has never allowed public events on the mainland to mark the anniversary, and security was increased at the Beijing Square, with police checking pedestrians' IDs as tour buses shuttled Chinese tourists in and out. 
the AP reported. Wow, another reason not to love China. Can you imagine getting off of a bus, going to a mom-and-pop grocery store, or maybe visiting a friend, and your ID has to be checked? Why? Freedom, folks. Some took to social media to show the stark difference between the typical anniversary, the visual held in Hong Kong, um, over the years. And now, images portrayed large crowds gathered together in 1990, 99, 2004, 2011, and 2021. Image showing a fairly empty area. It was staggering to see the photo. I'll try to link it here. Edward Young, one of the people taking part in Friday night's event, used a lighter instead of a candle and said that the officials are scared of the people. They're scared that people will remember all of this. They want to wash it all away, he said. The U.S. State Department issued a statement of support for remembrance of the massacre. The courage of the brave individuals who stood shoulder to shoulder on June 4th reminds us that we must never stop seeking transparency on the events of that day, including a full accounting of all those killed, detained, or missing. The Tiananmen demonstrations are echoed in the struggle for democracy and freedom in Hong Kong, where a planned vigil to commemorate the massacre in Tiananmen Square was banned by local authorities, the statement said. Maybe LeBron James can help fund it. wonder if he's left the locker room after his Game 6 disappointment. Has he abandoned his team on the field because he's too much of a pussy to face loss? What a douche. It added, the United States will continue to stand with the people of China as they demand their government respect universal human rights. We honor the sacrifices of those killed 32 years ago and the brave activists who carry on their efforts today in the face of ongoing government repression. Chinese Foreign Minister spokesperson Wang Wenbin reportedly denounced the statement as the United States intruding in China's own affairs and said the U.S. should first look at itself in a mirror and reflect on its own poor record in human rights. Oh, China, trying to be the world's moral police. What a fucking bunch of... In what position can the U.S. lecture others on human rights, he said, reportedly referencing the 1921 Tulsa race massacre and U.S. activity in the Middle East. The only difference, asshat, is that we've done something about it. Here's my take. It's amusing how people deprived of freedom crave it, and people that have freedom can't wait to discard it. It's a giant pendulum of greener grass, always on the other side. Just keep in mind that it's very easy to lose freedom. But once you lose freedom, it's very hard to get it back because you have to fight tyrants for it. That's why Leonard H. Courtney once said the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. It's not just a sappy and a snappy assemblage of cool words it gets to the heart of the problem of maintaining a good thing maintaining is far harder than creating and creating is pretty hard in its own right ask anyone with a lawn or anyone who prizes their health fitness or those with religious or family responsibilities giving a little each day is necessary but so mundane it is often ignored or forgotten until it is too late The real reason Dr. Fucky needs to fucky off. In his inauguration speech, remember back in January, oh, so long ago, my allergies. Ugh, President Biden pledged to defend the truth and to defeat the lies. Almost like draining the swamp, but not as good. And also has no intention of doing it. So let's start by being brutally fucking honest about Dr. Anthony Fucky, who has been the source of some of the most damaging misinformation about COVID-19. 
You want to know what's funny? Is anytime someone's a lefty, we immediately call them Antifa. Uh, they're Antifa. Well, that's not true. Antifa's not that big. Oh, they're a Black Panther. They're BLM. Honestly, it's not accurate. Calling people QAnon because they hate Dr. Fauci or dislike him or whatever, I, I agree there are a few who do that. But I don't think Fauci should be fired because of anything QAnon, that he created the pandemic with Bill Gates and blah, 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 blah. Uh, he lied to the American people, and it's on record, and he should be fired for it. He has been the source of some of the most damaging misinformation about COVID-19. At the very least, okay, I'm going to itch my nose like this instead of doing it once because it's driving me crazy. (sighs) Okay. Allergies suck, man. At the very least, the nation's top infectious disease expert and chief medical advisor to Biden is loose with the facts and is prone to changing his mind, always. This is the man who dictated coronavirus policy in the Trump administration. Remember that. If mistakes were made, as the Biden administration claims, they are Fauci's. And listen, I keep hearing people say this. Oh, well, it was Donald Trump, the orange man who killed 600,000 people. Are you fucking stupid? Are, Are you really that stupid? Donald Trump wanted to open it back up. Donald Trump talked about vitamin D. Donald Trump talked about a disinfectant, which everyone said was bleach. He didn't say that. Yes, he did say it was over by summer. What did you want him to say? We're all going to fucking die. Come on. Come on. And if you blame Trump for that, when Dr. Fauci led it, and you think Dr. Fauci shouldn't be hired, well, then, or, or shouldn't be fired, then you support Trump, right? Because Fauci was with Trump a hell of a lot longer than he's been with Biden. And if you're going to say that Dr. Fauci is pure as the driven snow, then you must give credit to Donald Trump for literally pushing him to the forefront, at least for a period of time. But no, 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 you won't do that. Why? Because you're full of shit. And you're a hypocrite. Fauci told CNN Friday that a lack of candor from the Trump administration had cost American lives. If people's lives really were at stake last year, why did he wait until now to tell us? Chalk it up to another convenient fib from a habitual fibber who has deceived us on everything from masks to herd immunity. Even if you said that these are not lies, but lapses of judgment by Fauci, they had potentially lethal consequences, and I don't care if it was a lack of judgment. I don't want somebody who seems to be the leader of the unfree world at this point to have a lack of judgment. Take, for instance, Fauci's serenity back on uh, January 21st last year when he assured us that the virus convulsing China at the time is not a major threat for the people of the United States and is not something the citizens of the U.S. right now should be worried about. But to be fair, the pandemic caught a lot of people unaware. But the thing about Fauci is that he always is so sure of himself. And he's a fucking doctor. He's the expert. I don't care if the rest of us are unaware. We see a glowing ball in the sky. We think it's the sun. We find out later it's a meteorite. Well, it's too late. But I would expect the NASA scientists, the meteorologists, and anybody with a fucking telescope to know more than I do about a fucking meteor. I would expect the leading healthcare expert of the United States who's making policy at a whim to have good judgment and to be aware of everything that's going to happen or at least plan for it. The following week, he was at it again, vehemently opposing Donald Trump's proposed flight ban from China, 
which Biden at the time decreed as xenophobia. It was January 28th, and Trump had asked his trade advisor, Peter Navarro, into the Situation Room to convince Fauci and other officials that the China travel ban would save lives. Quote, the guy I fought the most that day was Fauci, Navarro told me Sunday. He was adamantly opposed to the travel ban. All he kept saying was, travel restrictions don't work. How's that possible? If you limit the amount of throughfare and trade and you go ahead and post travel restrictions, how can it not work? Is it going to be 100% proof? No. But it's kind of like saying, listen, I've got a raft and I've got some water in it. I've got a cup. It's not going to be able to keep up with the water flow. So I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to die. When, if you bailed fast enough for a long enough period of time, you might be able to survive just a little bit longer till a ship comes by. But Dr. Fucky says, eh, just drown. It's better in the long run. Navarro pushed back. If you stop 20,000 Chinese nationals coming in every day and some are infected, you're telling me that's not going to spread the virus? It was like talking to a brick wall. The next day, Navarro wrote a memo outlining three options. If you do nothing and there's no danger, that's okay. If you do the travel ban and there's no danger, you lose a few million dollars. But if you do nothing and there is a danger, the risk is a million American lives and more than $2 trillion in damages. Nice to know that Dr. Fucky is worried about our economic policy. I thought he was a doctor. Navarro said, I papered everybody in the task force with a memo, and it flipped everyone to supporting the president, Navarro said. Former White House trade advisor Peter Navarro claims Dr. Fucky originally was against the China travel ban, as I've said. But here's the interesting piece that contradicts at least Fauci's thought process. Trump imposed the travel ban on January 31st, and Fauci later credited the action with saving lives. But Navarro says if Biden had been president and Fauci had been the top advisor, we would probably have a million more Americans dead. Then there was Fauci's advice on masks. Remember this? Back in that March time period when the coronavirus was decimating New York, he told us masks were useless. Quote, right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks, he told 60 Minutes. Three months later, he did a backflip. Masks work to prevent you from infecting someone else, but also it can protect you to a certain degree. Posing by his pool in sunglasses and novelty socks last June, Fauci told InStyle Magazine he had no regrets about lying. We were told... We have a serious problem with a lack of PPEs and masks for health providers and decided we really needed to save the masks for the people who needed them most. So we lied to fucking America and let people die. But it was a noble lie. So he didn't feel the need to apologize or even be slightly ashamed. But nothing was more corrosive of public trust and medical experts at the height of the pandemic. If Fauci lied about masks, what else would he lie about? Turns out he lied about herd immunity, too. In December, Fauci admitted to the New York Times that he had slowly but deliberately been moving the goalposts on the percentage of population that needed to be vaccinated before herd immunity against COVID-19 was reached. When polls said, quote, only about half of all Americans would take a vaccine, I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75 percent. Then when newer surveys said 60 percent or more, I would take it. I thought, I can nudge this up a bit. So I went to 80, 85, he said. Fauci is not precise with these numbers, of course, which is odd for a scientist who professes to care about facts. For instance, on Biden's first day last 
uh, the, the first day of office. Fauci said we would have 100 million people vaccinated in the first 100 days and specified he meant both primary and boost shots, a total of 200 million shots in the arms. On Sunday, he was forced to clarify that because there was a little bit of misunderstanding. What we're talking about is 100 million shots in individuals. The 100 million goal is fake anyway, since they're already were there. In the week before the inauguration, 912,000 shots were administered per day. According to Bloomberg News Tracker, on Inauguration Day, it was 1.6 million shots. Fauci last week gushed about how liberating it was to work for Biden now. One of the new things in his administration is, if you don't know the answer, don't guess. Just say, I don't know. Well, wouldn't that be refreshing? That would suit Fauci because for an expert, he never seems to know shit anyway. Governor Andrew Cuomo was engaging in his favorite pastime Friday, boasting, if you didn't hear, and he said, never get cocky with COVID. And he was proud of the alliteration. Truer words were never spoken. I'll take credit for that quote, he says. Maybe he should have taken his own advice before he accepted an Emmy and wrote a book congratulating himself for the nation's worst COVID response. That's what you call cocky in every sense of the word. Dr. Fauci is not evil. He's a fucking moron. He has no idea what he's doing. We know what the NIH did. We know that they funded Wuhan. The $600,000 he backpedaled, by the way. Remember I did a show on that? He then admitted, well, we did give some sort of funding. It comes down to this, is that we play grab ass all the time with things that we have no right to be touching. We don't get to play God, but we seem to do that all the time. And we haven't learned from the lessons of the past. The nuclear bomb single-handedly was one of the worst inventions we ever have done. Yes, we have nuclear reactors. Yes, we have them on aircraft carriers. Yes, it does create benefit. But we don't use them to the level that we had planned. We still have coal. We still have gas. We still have clean energy. And nuclear, honestly, will never probably take control. Was it really an invention worth it? Because the one thing that was invented from it was the fires raining from the sky, killing billions in a nanosecond as they heat up to 3,700 degrees Kelvin. We have to stop playing God with things. Maybe it's time for us to sit back and start saying the words that we should all say once in a while is, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. However, I will look it up and I will get back to you as soon as possible. It is a great thing I learned in Intel. When you don't know, it's better to say I don't know. Because if you say something that isn't true, your credibility wanes. Dr. Fauci lost his credibility in the first three minutes he was on stage. And that is why he deserves to be fired. He doesn't deserve to be in jail. He doesn't deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. He doesn't deserve to be hung from a yardarm. He deserves to be taken out of government because I didn't elect him. I didn't vote for him. And I don't fucking want him. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate you stopping by. If you liked what you heard, thanks. If you don't, well, you can love it. You can hate it. You can agree, disagree. All I ask is that you don't unfriendly. Please stop by my site at don'tunfriendly.com. Please throw me a share, a like, and a subscribe right here. Give me a follow. It really helps. I appreciate it. It'll keep the lights on. It'll keep me doing shows like this. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Thank you for the 20,000 viewers. I appreciate it much. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is way too many. We need to help our veterans reach out, talk to them, ask them how you can help. During this time, 
they are alone. That is not good for PTS, anxiety, depression, traumatic brain injury. Give them a call. Make sure they're okay. If you can't do it, don't know how to talk to a veteran, or they're in a state of mind that isn't the easiest, you can give me a call. I will do it with you. And if that doesn't work, you can go to don'tunfriendly.com. Click on the VCL link in the top right-hand corner. You'll be connected to a VCL operator immediately, and they will help you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you are a civilian, they will also help you as well. Folks, that's it for 146. Tomorrow's 147. I'm glad you can count. Let's hope the Colorado Avalanche have a better game. Good night. Thank you for watching, and I will see you on the rebound tomorrow.